So 10,000 downloads happened over last weekend. That's pretty exciting. Uh, thank you to those of you that have been loyally downloading the show and, you know, writing us. I still haven't heard back. I cannot believe for the life of me that the gay soap winners, the, this isn't even Jade. She hasn't washed her ass yet with Todd's soap. Nobody has washed their ass yet, except for me. Um, and, and of course, you know, Brian ha has, has washed his ass in the past. I continue to wash my ass. It's, I do it every time I shower. But with Todd's gay soap. I need to restock, but I've washed it plenty of times with the gay soap. Yeah, and it's amazing soap. It, oh, yeah. Amazing soap. And, you know, I'm a little bit surprised right now, you know, just the sofa, because I'm waiting for some reviews because I'm going to try to get some more gay soap and get it out there for folks. You know, a free sample. The first hit's free. After that, you got to pay. Um, maybe they've been enjoying their clean assholes too much and they haven't been able to get back to a computer right? yet. Yeah. They just, they just spend all day just gazing lovingly into their <laughs> asshole in a mirror. It's like, yeah. Like people say, don't look in a mirror when you're on acid, you'll get stuck. It's like the same thing. Like they just can't. They're, I don't know. Uh, that's what I always heard. I never understood. Yes. yes. It, I, I it is true. I don't know. Maybe I'm still stuck there and I just haven't woke up yet. I don't know. What right? <laughs> Chris, what happens if you look in the mirror? It just like just be, just because like the visual distortion, like you see like. Mm -hmm. Oh, OK. So so what he means by get stuck is you're just completely fascinated by it and you're glued to it. And I remember I used to still have the picture, but like I was tripping my nuts off so hard that I fucking took a picture of it because I was like, man, this is trippy. I got to see this tomorrow. It's just a picture of me with dilated people in the mirror all sweaty. It doesn't like, look the same, there's dude. There's nothing fantastic about that. Oh, <laughs> uh, fuck. He's right. But no, like, you ever, like, look real deep into your pupils and you're like, man, I'm in there somewhere. But, like, you can't really tell where. And it's just kind of weird because it's like, what even are you? I get weird with that. I look at myself in the mirror. I'm like, you're going to die someday. You know that you fuck. Yeah, dude. <laughs> like it's, yeah. Nope. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not even going to remember having this conversation because you'll be in the void. So let's right. go have ice cream. Um, it's so weird. Yeah, please continue to enjoy Arby's. Please. Continue <laughs> enjoy you know, that's that's funny. It must uh, have been subliminal messaging from you, Jay, because I was craving Arby's on Monday <laughs> on my way home from work. I legit stopped and got me a big beef and cheddar and some curly fries and a Jamaica <laughs> shake. Dude, speaking of which, so like my kid graduated from high school this past year. And I, I know I, I, you had something to do, Christopher. You couldn't make it to the party. But here we were. Uh, Brian came late. I drank all day. Okay. And, and I drank more. And then because you're like hanging out and having fun and talking, like you totally forget to fucking eat. Like you totally forget to eat. So then Brian and myself and uh, my kid, we went to uh, we went to the Arby's. What a great memory that was. And we got the that was the orange milkshake. Orange shakes, man. Yeah. Ooh, that creamsicle mm. shake. You bitch. Mm. You bitch. <laughs> Dirty. It was delicious. But yeah, never forget the Arby's. Never, ever. Right. How could we? Um Oh, we're we're all going to die of cancer. Enjoy our <laughs> if we make it that long. Yeah, if we do, um, if, with, uh, if you're lucky. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've had a slew of downloads from Mother Russia, so I would like to say 
uh, Bolshoi, Spasivo, Tavrishi, uh, if there's more than one of you, otherwise it's just Tavrish. <laughs> It's a, it's a fucking troll farm. Uh, Bonjour, Spasibo. Thank you very much for uh, downloading the show. We don't have a problem with you. We just don't want anybody to get nuked. Um, I, I've always wanted to visit St. Petersburg, but that's probably never going to happen because um, I don't have any goddamn money because nobody contributes to the, uh, to the Patreon except for Valerie and one other person. So thank you, Valerie. Yes, thank you, Valerie. She's thank you, Valerie. Jumped on. This is a cue for the rest. It's two bucks, guys. You can't even get a glass of water at Arby's for two dollars. Do you think more like, here? What inflation's up to seven and a half percent now? They said today, which is the highest it's been since 1982. We're thinking about going to war with Russia. Like, dude, it's like we just time traveled. Like, I'm glad that you just brought it up, Angel. Do you have the um, show notes that uh, you were sent? It should be in the email. I have it pulled up. What am I looking for? We're looking for higher the uh, inflation. It's from the Wall Street Journal, a periodical of great note. Oh, um, okay. The last link. Yeah, All go right. ahead. Bring that up and do a screen share if you wouldn't mind so that the audience, uh, for those of you that subscribe on the YouTubes, okay. can check it out uh, while we follow along. I'm so glad that Brian brought this up because it's an interesting um, it's an interesting topic. So, and once again, Christopher, I always think of the warehouse folk um, that we worked with that you uh, that you continue to work with because I don't know. First of all, I know that this is well before well before you and I started working uh, there together, um, that they never do cost of living adjustment raises. That just never happened. It didn't happen in 2005. It never happened during my entire duration on the warehouse floor, okay? So with that being said, um, I, I, I think of people all the time when uh, that the, the worked on the warehouse where we used to work because this is a pinch that working people really, really, really feel incredibly hard when they're not getting raises they're not they're not because they're not matching with the increase in price they're still operating on you know i one year I, no not one year there was three years in a row that we didn't get a raise there three years they give you more overtime and then uncle sam gets a bigger chunk of your check um but uh yeah i i think of people all the time who you know that have to suffer with this shit because it's tough so look at this one higher inflation is probably costing you 276 dollars a month that's on par uh it's um it's unbelievable so it's an additional 276 a month because of inflation's rising at the fastest rate in 40 years 40 years a uh, high uh, stems uh, stems from a high prices a high prices stream across the range of product services, including cars, gasoline, furniture, and groceries. You're going to have to sign up with the Wall Street Journal to read the rest of their article. I'm not going to do that. I just remembered that we wanted to talk about that for a second because Brian brought it up. So how exciting! Um, your yeah, dollar yeah. is even worth less. Um, remember when uh, Arby's? Speaking of Arby's, and never forget the Arby's. It used to be a two for five. Then announced two for six. And I've seen two for seven now. Memory hole, man. It, it was always two for seven. What are you talking about? Get the fuck out of here. We've always been at war with Eurasia. Um, <laughs> uh, but well, yeah. I have a question, though, regarding that. Like, so the $276 a month it's costing you, like that has to be relative to some other point in time when the dollar was worth more. But like, how do they decide what's going to be the landmark? Like how, how, you know what I mean? That's a like, great question. I, you know, something I don't know. 
I really don't know. I'm not. I economics was never something. That, well, I mean, apart from basic economics, because it's like ten years ago, it could be like, oh, it's like four hundred dollars or something, and then it's like, oh, yesterday, it's you know what I mean. Like, who gets to decide this shit? Who draws the lines? Why do they draw them? Where they draw them? And what like, and what part of that two hundred and seventy six dollars is that groceries? It, is that household bill? It's bill? probably just about everything, and has more so to do with what the purchasing power of your dollar is because the value of the dollar has decreased because the federal reserve said money printers go burr and they printed a shit ton of money out of thin air. And that's what our fiat currency is based on is faith. Nothing else but faith. And the more money, the the more money that's in circulation, the less the dollar is worth. So whenever they turn those money printers on, they're just essentially stealing from you. But if faith doing. isn't even a tangible sure. thing, like how can you actually I, prove that the money is worth less? Like it doesn't. I mean, well, it's all determined by how much of it's in circulation. And, really. the, and it's, it, it's, it's like the, the scarcity of the money and the money is not scarce. You got to realize they printed off. What was it? Like 40% of that's it all right the there. money that's ever been printed period in like the last year and a half. Yes. Yeah, so that's 2020. That's fucking insane. It is insane. Absolute fucking insanity. It's, it's, it's fucking monopoly money. I mean, it's, it's worthless. And it's 100%. like, they, they're printing off that money so fast because they're struggling to keep the Ponzi yep. scheme going. It is. You absolute- know? <laughs> It's blatant nonsense. That's yeah. what it is. It is blatant yeah. nonsense. Yeah. It, it's, and he's absolutely right. The money said this in the last, what he just said, it started in 2020 when they started cutting checks and they just kept cranking the fucking machine. And of course you're going to have less purchasing power, but I mean, it, listen. So should we just start studying the Weimar Republic or something? Like what? You should have been. everything is there hey speaking of you know weimar germany um does that so subsequently there'll be a war that follows after that collapse so i guess that's why they're gearing up to get um ukraine into nato and then you know get into a full-scale nuclear exchange with russia which would be a very poor idea um i don't know how it's going to shake out but i can guarantee you whoever's running for office doesn't have the solution Okay, because there's one solution. We all know what that solution is. In the meantime, eating Arby's, eating Arby's, <laughs> enjoy not just eating it, but enjoying Consume, it. consuming brands. <laughs> I I love Arby's. I love nihilist Arby's. Uh, I, let me tell you something. That's the best fight. I haven't been on Twitter a lot. And by the way, Christopher had a great tweet because the reminder, I think it was um, Ross uh, Ulbricht that uh, tweeted out how his parents are aging and he can't be there for them because he's locked away doing ridiculous numbers football numbers uh when people who uh fuck little kids get less time just saying just putting it out there just putting it out there um for creating a website uh not guilty of anything other than creating a website and you'll have his detractors excuse me well well, you know the hitmen all that shit we we debunked it on the show we had ace on here and specifically talked about that shit in fact i'll put it in the um the facebook some of the older episodes if you it haven't was, caught up on them yeah it was that that was simply brought up for the media to run with the smear room i mean that, that's Agreed. literally all that was the charges were dismissed with prejudice like they were absolutely false <laughs> allegations 
but they got it in there, didn't they? Right. They got it. In. They absolutely did because there's people that still, no matter what you tell them, fucking no, he fucking hired hitmen. Like, Hey, there's people that think Kyle Rittenhouse killed three black guys. Like, I, right. <laughs> it's right. Fucking, like it's, I don't know how you reason with that. I don't know how, what you, you do. Can. Like, you I don't can. know. But it's not good at the same like that's the part that's no, like yeah. I fucking hate it here, man. Like you can't even you this can't even talk simulation to simulation sucks. Like balls. It's it, dude, it sucks the freckles <laughs> off wrinkled ball bag. I hate it. I hate the simulation. It's the worst that's thing. pretty powerful, man, to suck some wrinkles off there. Yeah, some freckles off the ring. Freckles, 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 not wrinkles. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. <laughs> oh, good. But um, speaking of reason. Brian found this article we'd like to discuss, and if Brian wouldn't mind taking the uh, lead on this one. So this is a very interesting article. It says Kansas and California cops. You guys are going to love this. Kansas and California cops use civil asset forfeiture to stage armor car heist, stealing money earned by licensed marijuana businesses. <laughs> if you need me to repeat that, I'm going to. Kansas and California cops used civil forfeiture to stage armored car heists, stealing money earned by licensed marijuana businesses. The Institute for Justice argues that the seizures violated state law, federal law, and the U.S. Constitution. Wah, wah. So, Brian, how did you stumble across this thing? And what's the scoop here? Oh, I mean, basically, I've been spending way too much of my time on Twitter. It's worse than a drug addiction. Like, I haven't, and I haven't, yeah, like, I've replaced, like, every other vice I've ever had just with time on the internet, and it's like, I, I don't know, man, it's kind of hard to beat, but, yeah, it says, because the continued federal prohibition of marijuana makes banks and payment processors leery of serving state-licensed cannabis suppliers, many of those business businesses rely heavily on cash, which exposes them to a heightened risk of robbery. As a new federal lawsuit shows, that danger is not limited to garden variety criminals. It includes cops who use federal civil forfeiture laws to steal money earned by state legal marijuana businesses. Yeah, because what is it? What's the the amount of cash that like if you're found with it, no questions asked, like you're going to jail and they're taking your shit? Isn't it 10 grand? 10 grand cash? I'm not sure. Because like I've heard stories where like- They've taken 10 grand. Yeah. And it's like even certain banks, it's like if you try to withdraw more than a certain amount of money, they're like, you can't do that. Like, even though it's your money, like they're like, we can't let you do that. Like, it's too risky or something. But five times since last May, sheriff's deputies in Kansas and California have stopped armored cars operated by Imperial Logistics, a Pennsylvania based company that serves marijuana businesses and financial institutions that work with them. The cops made off with cash after three of those stops, seizing a total of $1.2 million, but did not issue any citations or file any criminal charges, which are not necessary to confiscate property through civil forfeiture. That process allows police to pad their budgets by seizing assets they allege are connected to criminal activity, even when the owner is never charged, let alone convicted. It's the same thing as like, uh, you remember, what was it, over by Canton or Norton or something where they had those cameras put up on top of overpasses and it was like anybody that was speeding got a ticket mailed to them for like $350. And it's like no points on the license, no fucking, you don't have to go to court or anything. It's just like, oh, hey, mail us money. And that happened to you. Yeah. They oh, yeah. But I was fucking stupid and in college and really poor. And I was like, oh, I don't want to uh, get in more trouble or something. So I fucking got ransomed, dude. It was stupid. 
it was no, no, no. It's not that you're stupid. I just remember you had you'd become victimized uh, by it. And yeah, they had they put it, it was called like a dragon camera, and they just put it on overpasses completely unmanned. And they were just like, listen, we're going to mail you a bill and you have to fucking pay it or and, else. And, and then or else. <laughs> or else. <laughs> yeah, but and then, yeah, and it's like they don't have to they don't have to charge you with anything. They can just say, oh, like, there's no there's no way you're not doing something you're not supposed to with this much money. So they can just fucking take it, apparently. And that's exactly what happened here. And then let's see. Let me find my place again. Actually, to correct what I said, it's not ten thousand. What the point is here is that if they if they if they charge you, let's say that Christopher and I are going down the street and let's say neither one of us has dope or any kind of illegal anything on there. But let's say we hung out with somebody who had smoked reefer previously and we got in the car. If they say I smell, you all know the joke. I smell marijuana. They can seize the car and all of the contents of our pockets and the contents of the vehicle based on the suspicion alone. There is the, there is no due process. Christopher and I have to take them to their courts, fight it in the courts. You got to take it to their courts and fight to get your property back. And it's going to cost you money to get your property back. How do you fucking like that? Go ahead, Brian, please. <clears throat> oh, uh, let's see. Imperial, which is represented by the Institute for Justice, argues the seizure of its client's money violated state, federal, or state and federal law and the U.S. Constitution, which, like, I yeah, mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah, it's a dead horse. Uh, in a complaint that filed last Friday in the U.S. District Court for the Central District of California, Imperial says it is entitled to protection from highway robberies, literal highway robberies, regardless of whether they're conducted by criminals or by the sheriff and federal law enforcement agencies acting under the color of law. On May 17th, Dickinson County Sheriff's Deputy Kalen Robinson pulled over one of the Imperial's vans on Interstate 70 in Kansas, ostensibly because of the Colorado tag. Uh, the number was partially obstructed by the license plate frame. Robinson grilled the driver who explained that she planned to pick up cash from licensed medical marijuana dispensaries in Kansas City, Missouri the next day, then take it to a credit union in Colorado, which would entail tra traveling through Kansas again on the same highway. Robinson let the driver proceed on her way without issuing a citation, but the Federal Drug Enforcement Ag Administration kept an eye on the van the following morning as it visited the Missouri dispensaries. Later that day, Robinson stopped the van again as it traveled west on Interstate 70, seizing more than $165,000 in cash from his well, They literally like, oh, we know exactly where they're going to show yeah, up they again. They fucking, <laughs> they cased it and then got the fucking money the next day. Fucking staked out the job and fucking robbed the joint. <laughs> Holy shit. What a country. In September, My the justice. This is a stick up. That's. <laughs> Like, it might as well be fucking stagecoaches and shit. Like, I don't know. In September, the Justice Department filed a civil forfeiture complaint seeking to keep the money. If the government prevails, the Dickinson County Sheriff's Department will get up to 80% of the loot under the Justice Department's, quote, equitable sharing program. <laughs> it's almost like they're paying taxes on money they stole, though. So don't worry. <laughs> Thing over there boss i said i read that and i was like what like no matter what you do there's a fucking loophole yep there's a fucking loophole. they get you some way shape or form which is why you have to have money when you go up against these fuckers and you have to have somebody that is just as sneaky and loophole-ish 
to get you out of it. <laughs> That's a good one. Loopholy-ish. Holy-ish, baby. All right. All right. Hey, listen, I, but that's the thing though, Angel, in all seriousness, we talked about this before the dice are loaded. If you're poor in this country, if you're, if you're a poor person, you have no chance. You have zero chance. And even so, like I was, I was talking to Jay about this the other day. The only reason like why I carry anything with me when I leave is because like, if I get pulled over and I don't have my ID on me or my insurance card or whatever, I'm going to get shit from the fucking local fuzz. Like, but I have like a higher percentage of getting robbed as a female because like I'm easy fucking prey and I got to carry all my shit around with me and a fucking bag because some other fucker is going to pull me over under, you know, threat of possibly being pulled over. Right. Like there's all, I better take it with me just in case. Cause if I get pulled over and I have my mm-hmm. shit with me, you know, like, I think it's bullshit. Like they create more crime with their stupid fucking laws. Like I, I just, I hate it. I agree. Think about this. You guys use yins. Uh, <laughs> what, what would be the story if that 17 year old kid wasn't there where George Floyd was being murdered? It'd be the same story we heard before. It would be the word of the state, and that means the police and the district attorney versus the witnesses, and nothing would have gotten done. Nobody would have gone to jail. I mean, I don't even think justice really. I mean, it, they should have fucking put you know their you know knee on that on Derek Chauvin's neck in re- in return for what he did to that man. Wow, he wasn't a good person. Yeah, okay, great. That's nice that you pointed out. It's still fucking murder. I, I don't care. Right. What- it does that doesn't justify being murdered at the state at the hands of the state. No, not at all. But think about that. If that kid wasn't there with that cell phone footage, man, we who knows what kind of narrative like, well, not who knows. We know what kind of narrative rather, because they've been doing it for ages. It's the weirdest fucking shit to me. I was thinking about this earlier today, like in the shower or something. It was every uh, every call we went on in New York. It was pretty much like the police had to be there, too, because it was like a potentially dangerous scene or something. But every single one of the cops that showed up, they had fucking stickers over the lens of their body cams. And it's like at the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, shit, like we have to fucking tell somebody about it. And then it's like you go around to find more cops or like a fucking, I don't know, some kind, whatever their version of a supervisor would be or something. It's like they fucking got them too. Like they're probably the ones handing them out. And they're like, oh, this is like to protect me. And it's like, motherfucker, like, Yep. What are you talking about? Like, I don't even fucking have a like, camera, pre- dude. Like, protect you from what? I, <laughs> yeah, man, it was the wildest shit. Like, you don't I, want your actions recorded to protect you, who's supposed or, to protect us. Or we'd but fucking you really don't. You we'd be stored yeah. us. We'd be standing outside a fucking apartment building or something, waiting to go in. And it's like there were a lot of fucking crazy people in New York, man. Like it's it makes the crackheads of Akron look like fucking because children. New York City's a like, fucking it, trash hole of the but city. It, yeah, it was whack, and it was like I mean I was kind of glad we had somebody with us. Like just mere probability, there's more bodies. Like there's less of a chance something's happening to you probably. But it was like we'd get there and they'd be like, hey. Just so you know, like this thing's and it's like, buddy, I don't plan on doing anything fucked up. Like I'm I literally am just here to help somebody. I don't know. Like they always said it. And it was like half of half the fucking screens covered anyway. Like, I don't know. It was so weird. I don't know if I wonder if they still do it. I haven't been back in like almost two years, but probably it, it's so fucking weird because it's like, oh, who do you tell? Who do you report that to? They're just gonna be like, oh yeah, we'll look into it. And then like nothing fucking happens. Yeah. Well, like they're like, oh, it's to protect 
them and like Chris said, protect you from what? You're in full fucking like tactical gear with weapons, fucking bulletproof whatevers, right? Like you have fucking attack force dogs that like will kill you, kill a, a fucking perpetrator or, or what you deem as a perpetrator on command. What more protection do you need? Like, what are we right. talking about here? Right. Like you got M4s with your fuck etched into it. Oh, yeah, that's weird. And then you know I remember talking about yeah, favor. Yeah. 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 And and the Mesa police kept them on uh, that murdering sack of shit. Um, what were you going to say, Brian? Yeah. Oh, I, it's just more shit. Like, I mean, we had a lot of there. There are like there were so many people like fucked up on drugs or they're just straight up psych patients, like just like the scariest versions of insanity, just walking around public like but they I mean, I don't know. They've, they've been there fucking way longer than I have. And they're probably like tired of their fucking shit job, just like everybody else. But like, normally you talk to people before, like you put your hands on them or like try to take them somewhere. It was like literally no questions asked. They'd fucking like jump on you on the street, put your face to the fucking floor, cuff you, and then like take you to, it was either the squad car or the fucking ambulance. And it's like, they always wanted the ambulance because it's like, well, Hey, like, at least I'm not going straight to jail. Like you could go somewhere else. But uh, it was whack. And then I remember we had a guy that got stabbed inside of like a deli or something. And they went and sat under like one of those elevated subway platforms. And like the police were there before we were. And like there was one guy holding pressure and everything, doing all the shit you're supposed to do. And we're trying to load him into the fucking back of the van. And there's like three cops that are like, oh, we're not done getting our statement yet. And it's like, motherfucker, this guy got stabbed twice and he's bleeding to death. Like he's literally... Like, you know, that scene in 1917 where you watch that guy just turn like white as a fucking sheet of paper. I'm like shitting my pants because this is the first time I've ever worked a stabbing. And it's literally just me and my partner. And we're like, we got to go, dude. Like, I don't even know where the fuck the hospital is because we're not from here. And you're like, yeah, we need to finish our fucking report. And it's like, I, I don't know what to tell you, guy. Like, <laughs> like he, he, here's my story. I took the last piece of pastrami. The fucking eye tie behind me got angry, stabbed me in the fucking kidney. I'm bleeding in it. Hurts. It, it was. It, it, Can it, I go now? <laughs> it was the most absurd shit I've ever fucking seen. And it's like at the time you don't really have time to process any of it. And it's like the longer you sit and think about this shit, it's like, how the fuck is this how we do anything? Like, how, how is this the way that business is done? I don't understand. Great and it's like there's all kinds of shit like that. And it's also at the same time, like, what are you going to do about it? And it's like, I don't know. I don't even like know how to talk about it. like it's a good point. Um, I want to ask ask you guys, so I don't know if any of this is true. Uh, Angel, if you want to bring up the next story and put it on the screen for us, please. So I've I mean, I've stomached this about about as much as I can about civil asset forfeiture and the robbery of legitimate businesses by the federal government. I mean, that's fucking awful. Of course, it's awful. awful. Do you know what will happen? Absolutely nothing. Like there's nothing we get like, again, we all know what the solution is and we can't say it, but we know what it is. We know what it is. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I was talking to Christopher once about this. Like, I have a hard time. Like, I, I, I more consider myself uh, somebody who doesn't have an adjective, um, you know, because I tell you what, man, I'm getting to the point where it's like, you know what, man? Like, something's got to be fucking done. Like, I mean, this shit's bad. Like, there is terrible shit happening all the fucking time. And like I said to Christopher, and I'll tell you about this, my biggest problem is I have a strong desire to see justice be done. 
like legitimately justice being carried out you know you're talking like boondock saints justice like i'm talking about i'm yes <laughs> whatever your definition of justice is my friend yeah i mean like for example like you got uh ross ulbrich that's doing football numbers for you know creating a website and like i said there's people that like that physically you know sexually assault children that aren't doing the same amount there's of time people who okay. murders and only have gotten seven years based upon the degree of murder let me give you an yeah. example she's right hold on let me give you an example a dear friend of mine who lives in naples florida i've talked about this probably on this show before uh, he uh, was originally from Bath, Ohio, right? Okay. Well, he had an older half-sister named Wendy Ofredo. And Wendy Ofredo was a uh, waitress along with another uh, young woman named Dawn. At the, it used to be called the Brown Derby. It was on the corner of Cleveland Maslin Road and Route 18 in Fairlawn, right where Fairlawn and Copley and Bath all kind of come together. There's a car wash there now. There's an Aldi there, too. She was driving home on 77, going to their sorority, um, which is right there on um, Vine Street. It's on Vine Street in Akron as you're going towards uh, Carroll. Um, a, a bunch of guys threw rocks over an overpass and smashed the, um, uh, the windshield of the car. Then they uh, said, oh, you know, they came down and pretended to help them. So they did. Uh, took uh, Wendy and Dawn to what was Rolling Acres Mall, which is now an Amazon fulfillment uh, center on Roaming Road. Uh, his name was Richard Cooey. He called Wendy's mother, my friend's mom, and said, don't worry, I've got Wendy. We're going to get her home. Everything's going to be fine. And they took Wendy and Dawn behind Rolling Acres Mall, beat them, raped them, and murdered them behind Rolling Acres Mall. That motherfucker was on death row longer than wendy was alive on this planet and i don't care what anybody says you could take your nap you could take your whatever principles you have that should never ever be the case okay that motherfucker was guilty he was convicted they had empirical definite evidence against him there's only one solution to somebody, to an animal who does that to a woman or to any other person. And it's you tie them to the tree and you fucking end it right after. We don't have time for this. And I don't care if people disagree with me. You're wrong. I'm sorry. I don't have time for this. What if it was your fucking sister? What if it was your daughter? I mean, you don't even need a criminal justice system. I'd, I'd fucking do it for free. <laughs> right. You know, vigilantism though, and that's bad because you. I think it'd be more fun. I Whatever. think it'd be more fun to put him in a cage with a crazed gorilla. Well, that'd be funny. Give the. I, I know that probably sounds like funny, but like a like. I'd like to see a gorilla beat the shit out of a piece of shit like that until he's like a just a bloody fucking pulp because that's what something like pulp. that. Yeah, right? that would, like would that's. But yeah, man, like that's my pride. That's what I'm talking about when it comes to justice. You know what I mean? Or like all these Catholic priests that get shuffled around after they fucking rape children. Like, I don't have time. I don't have time. For I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I'm laughing. I know it's an inappropriate. I'm just thinking like it's it's absurd. It's, that's Chris's idea of justice. Put him in a cage with a gorilla. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, listen, whatever gets the end result that I'm looking for. And we all know what that is. I'm. I, so. Or a grizzly and, bear or a wolf. 
it's, it's getting creative. I like it. Go ahead, Brian. Where are you? Gonna- oh, I mean, like, and I was being sarcastic about the vigilanteism thing, but that's honestly like, I mean, even with quote unquote law and order, like that's nothing but vigilanteism, but from the mass majority. And it's like the majority is influenced by media and whatever the people that somehow beat everybody else to the punch for power say is right. And it's like, they don't have to think twice about anything. They just do what they're told by somebody else. And it's like, at this, I get stuck on a lot is it's like, what really is the difference between what we have and divine right? Because it's like, once those people get into power, you are lesser and they don't really, they're not beheld to whatever your best interests truly are anyway. They can kind of just go do whatever the fuck they want. They're untouchable. You're not worth their time. So it's, it's like, it's the same result, no matter what, it's just a different way to get there. Yeah. That's uh that's, you know, yeah, that's a good way to put it. Angel, do we have this article up here? You um, didn't tell me which one you wanted me to uh, We're going to do the trucker fuckers up in Canada. Uh, shout out <laughs> to Canadian listeners. I heard that they're trying to arrest people running gasoline to them. Is that... Do we they're have- trying to arrest people carrying empty cans of gas to cause a diversion because they say that is a, as much of a crime because they're help- helping the people get the gas to the truckers. But what's the criminal? The, the, the analogy that I saw, and this is again on Twitter from some random person, they're saying if somebody robbed a bank and they were wearing like a mask, and as soon as they stepped out of the bank, they had 10 other people dressed up the exact same way, wearing the same mask to cause confusion for the police that were trying to arrest the robbers, they are just as bad and complicit with the person that robbed the bank, actually. So they should all be arrested and punished. But and that's what they're saying because, huh? But who's robbing who right now? Well, that's the that's a shitty analogy, but that's like what it's blowing up on the Internet. But originally, like for some reason, they're trying to arrest people getting gas to the truckers because it's like the same as aiding and abetting terrorism or something. So then they have people going in with empty gas cans to kind of like blur the lines a little bit. So some people with gas can get through. And so they're like, oh, it's all bad. They all need to be punished. Like they're helping the enemy, which are the fucking truckers that are just sitting there honking, I guess. And they're getting tired of it. We found, <laughs> we found the article, I guess. <laughs> I guess we found the article. So this is interesting, right? So um, there's video and this show, this rather will be in the show notes. Not that any of you ever check them out, which is fine. I mean, whatever. I try. Sorry, it randomly just started playing by. Hey, I hate it when it does that. So I don't know if you want, if you can share the screen with the, with the audience as it were. So yep. They it's, can see. it's being shared. Well, thank you. Um, it says Canada trucker protests, auto automakers seek injunction to clear bridge as U S warns of Super Bowl copycat. So uh, I hope it happens. In Fuck the Super Bowl, dude. Yeah, I mean, I hope Cincinnati wins just because they're from Ohio. <laughs> I mean, whatever, you know, I do. I have no money invested in this. I have no, no bet has been made. None of that has been done. So it says protesters in trucks opposed to COVID-19 restrictions continue to paralyze the Centra. They, and because, you know, they're from Canada, they spell it as uh, C-E-N-T-R-E. Uh, instead of the way we do it, which is an E-R. Either way, it spells the same word of Ottawa. As similar demonstrations have now spread beyond the Canadian capital to border crossings into the U.S., the Emerson port of entry in Manitoba is the latest to be blocked. The Ambassador Bridge, which I've gone over to get into Windsor, 
uh, was uh, first blockaded by trucks in both directions late on Monday with the final access being shut off Wednesday night. I'm enjoying this. As a crucial commercial link between the U.S. and Canada, it has quickly hit supply chains with car manufacturers, including Toyota and Ford, already announcing issues. The mayor of Windsor says protesters will be physically removed if necessary and has been joined by auto parts manufacturers in seeking an injunction to clear the bridge. Now, that's worker solidarity for you. <laughs> that's the money, man. You can't stop it. You stop it. In Ottawa, police have now threatened protesters with criminal charges. Approximately 20 trucks have been persuaded to leave, and the police chief says they will be able to move more as extra resources become available. So the um, Gestapo of ottawa is in full swing um uh, getting ready here prime minister the cowardly blackface wearing justin trudeau right He's like, uh, hello my honey hello my baby hello my ragtime girl <laughs> oh man has demanded that the protesters go home the interim opposition leader, Candace Bergen, I thought that was an actress, Candace Bergen, anyway, joined uh, his call for an end to the standoff on Thursday morning, while also uh, tabling a motion for the government to, pr- uh, to produce a timetable winding down pandemic mandates policies. In the United States, the Corps administration is closely monitoring the situation. His team is. Joe isn't, trust me. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Uh, with the Department of Homeland Security bulletin warning of copycat protests hitting the Super Bowl in Los Angeles and the State of the Union address in Washington, D.C., neither of which, in fact, I'm more interested in the Super Bowl than the State of the Union. You know what the State of the Union is? It sucks and it needs to be broken up. More um, people watch the Super Bowl anyways. Yeah, really. Yeah, ooh, state, you know, there's people that watch the State of the Union and they treat it like a sporting event. It's really embarrassing. Like, you know, their team's giving the speech. Yeah, that's right. It happened with Trump, you know, and you see them do this on the floor. Like some of the, the Republicans will just sit there on their hands and be like, we're not going to applaud this. And then, you know, the Democrats are hooping and hollering. And, and then it changes when it's the other team or when they say something nice about the flag. They both stand or when they mention the troops, everybody stands because you don't want to be against war and the troops, guys. There's money to be made. Um, Ottawa police have provided an update on the ongoing efforts to combat disruption. Quote, more resources means a faster set of results to end this unlawful demonstration. Police shoot Stoffel, get Gestapo Chief Peter Slowly, Slolly, S-L-O-L-Y, Captain Peter Fuckface. He says 12 trucks from the Coventry Road area have left, as have 10 from Wellington Street. Firewood and fuel are being taken from protesters and charges made. To date, there have been 25 arrests and 1,550 tickets issued. See, why wouldn't they want the protesters to stay and keep just keep ticketing them? Because in the end, that's what they're there for, is to generate revenue. I think that's a bad business model. You want them to stick around so you can make more money for your pension. Uh, let's see. Uh, Mr. Fuckface Slolly says progress is being made. Uh, more resources needed to demonstrators thinking of coming to the city this weekend. Chief Fuckface says don't. There will be accountability for any unlawful activity. Uh, This guy says more and more Royal Canadian Mounted Police officers are being brought in and more greater Toronto and Hamilton area officers are coming in 24 to 48 hours to help. Ontario Provincial Police officers are helping to triage resources in the city and across the province. By the way, somebody mentioned, I think it was Christopher 
about um, something to the effect of self-driving trucks. Was it you, Christopher, that talked about that, the self-driving yeah. trucks? So just so you know, we had somebody write to the show. Um, you know who you are, uh, J.A. Buttle um, got a hold of us and said, just to help the blood pressure, y'all don't need to wait to see the headlines for autonomous trucking. It's already on the way. I attached some links to check out. Some are from last year, but that just means they're farther ahead now. Y'all keep up the good work. Thank you very much uh, for emailing the show. Um, so we have stuff like this. This is from CNET.com. Uh, uh, you know, it says uh, Waymo building autonomous trucking hub in Dallas-Fort Worth. New Texas facility will help expand Waymo Via's presence, or VIA, excuse me, depending on how you pronounce it, presence in the region and advance the development of its transfer hub shipping model building a new dedicated trucking hub in dallas texas fort worth area facility will serve as the base trucking and local delivery and its operations throughout the southeast united states uh bolstered by its previously announced uh, partnership with daimler trucks to develop an sae level 4 autonomous truck platform waymo via has since via has since expanded testing to bring the fifth generation uh driver av tech from its passenger vehicles to large class eight trucks for commercial shipping. It's even landed itself a contract with JB Hunt to haul customers freight between Fort Worth and Houston. So that's um, one of the articles. I'm going to put the rest of the, but here we go. This is a good one. So when you order something, you see, does anybody ever get cringy when they get the notification that their shit's being brought to them by FedEx? You're like, oh, Christ. Uh, this isn't going to be good. Like it's almost as bad as not as bad as the post office. Just USPS. But... I'll accept. FedEx will get it here eventually. It might be late. <laughs> eventually, I'll but like it'll that. get here. USPS is. It's, you know, you might get it. You might not. Um, this one says FedEx to f uh, begin first fully autonomous semi truck routes in Texas this week. Um, first, uh, th these will be the first self driving Class Eight trucks, better known in the United States as semi trucks. Thank you for that clarification. The semi-trucks have been created by collaboration between FedEx, self-driving company Aurora, and truck makers uh, PACCAR. They will feature Aurora's autonomous driving technology, state-of-the-art autonomous vehicle platform, equipped trucks within FedEx uh, line haul trucking operations, reportedly the first collaboration of its kind. Um, so once again, yes, we are getting to that point. Um, and I, I appreciate Christopher for bringing that up because, you know, I think that that's a fair point uh, that this would be, you know, why do we need to worry about this when there's no human? But I mean, to Angel made a point, I guess you're going to have to have some sort of human engineer that's going to be part of the process. Right. But I mean, I don't know when machines become self-aware, I guess maybe they'll just fucking use the ejector seat and boot out the human. I don't know what Skynet has in, in, in installed for us, but we're going to find out. Um, so what does everybody think about this? I had a discussion. Um, we, we brought this up in the last show. And still, by the way, there is no word from the Center for Stateless Society and any other lefty, uh, lefty groups about uh, this, um, this protest. Um, what I understood to be more of a working class movement. Uh, because unless, of course, truck drivers are now no longer members of the working class that we redefined. No, the truck does all the work, man. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, they are, in fact, a, a hate group. <laughs> Did you uh, see? Oh, oh, fuck. Let me see if I can find it. 
which one are you talking about? Because I want to bring something up too that happened today on Twitter that was amazing. Uh, uh, it was the Google for like why are truckers so angry or whatever. Did you see that shit? No, I did not see that. Hold on, let me see if I can find. But this one is great, right? So while Brian's looking for this, this is a great tweet, right? So this started from Alex Ruben Rubenstein. Am I Rubenstein? Why is it that communists are willing to try to co-op every liberal demonstration, but the convoy where the rank and file or working class is a no-go because it's funded by conservative billionaires? Why only try to co-op liberal billionaire-funded marches? So this clown who's Johnny Future at Weasel Jug, that's his handle, Weasel Jug. I'm assuming gender. That's its handle. Weasel jug, working class. Each one of those tractors costs at least $250,000. These aren't workers. They own capital. They're small business owners. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, man. The goddamn mental gymnastics. Like, I just, like, I. Uh, Can you read like, that? Like, go, go fucking, go fucking hang yourself with the elastic band of your underwear, you fucking prick. <laughs> he says, Johnny Future says, working class. Each one of those tractors costs at least $250,000. These aren't workers. They own capital. They are small business owners. <laughs> just, this is what I'm saying, you guys. And this is the problem. Like, Ray and I had a short discussion because I'm like, you know, everybody's been silent about this, including, you know, like, for example, the IWW. You guys know I'm sensitive. I'm, I'm very, very, I'm very, I, 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 I'm cool with those those folks. I like the IWW. I don't have a problem with them. My problem is, well, first she makes up a point. Okay, we'll entertain it. You can't, you know, they can't unionize them because they're all contractors. Okay, well, how do we start this then? Okay, where does this start then? Can we at least go up there? Who's going to attempt to radicalize the truck drivers? You're already mad at the government. Great. That's an excellent first step. Let's start working together and figure out how we can make this even more powerful. But my problem isn't so much, that, okay, okay, let's say I concede the point, okay, that this, you know, what is the IWW supposed to do, or any union for that matter? Trust me, the IWW is much smaller than the union that I was a part of for seven goddamn years, and they do exactly the same fucking thing. Absolutely nothing, okay? They did nothing for me. I was there for seven years and I paid dues. They took your money. <laughs> I demanded strikes from Communication Workers of America. They took my fucking union dues. I did get boots every year. I, I did get work boots every year. There you go. But like when AT and T went on strike, the line workers, I was like, when are we doing it? We, you guys, you guys have heard me talk about this before. And we, no, no, no. Uh, we have an agreement with the employer. Then what are we doing here? What is the point? I demand, I, I was like, I want a, a, a general strike right now. I vote to strike. And they'd laugh at me. I didn't know that there was an inside, you know, secret handshake. Oh, you know, you don't lock us out and we don't go on strike. Basically, we just steal money from the workers. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It is a grift. It is a grift. <laughs> Unions in this country have, with the exception of the Teamsters, have no balls. Debald, defanged, declawed, there's nowhere to go. Now, the IWW does have some success stories. Lately, I mean, they've been, listen, every victory, even a small victory is still a victory. So they've been organizing. So I know that there's a Starbucks shop that they organized, that there was another fast food joint. There's several success stories, and that's good. That is a good first step. Why wouldn't you take advantage of people who are in your 
class demographic target area and say, hey, you're mad at the government? We also hate the government. We are anarcho-syndicalists, or at least we used to be, and we don't like the government either. Let's talk about this and see how we can further the movement. Solidarity. There's the word. Even if you don't agree with the economic principles, because let's say that some of these truck drivers are to the right of Karl Marx, and you don't like that, you know what I mean? Maybe they vote liberal Democrat instead of fucking communist on the ticket, whatever the case may be. What about solidarity for the working class? What about that? No, no, that's gone. You guys, everybody, and I'm not talking about anybody specifically, but when these people, there has to be a certain kind of working class movement. It can't just be a general working class movement. And it can't fuck with their bottom line too much. Ah, there we go. There we go. It pisses me off because I hear about this all the time. This is a perfect opportunity to harness anger and direct it into the point of a fucking spear and make a difference. And you all are unions and you all have money, at least a little bit. And you have organization skills. You got workshops, all this stuff. It could be Service Employees International. It could be any, any, any name, any union. Okay, it could be Communication Workers of America, it could be the Teamsters, it could be, it could be whatever. Nobody's doing anything. Nobody's doing anything. And instead, fuckboys like this guy, who say, you know, these aren't workers, they own capital, these small business owners, because they have expensive tractors. And then one guy said, God damn, you are insufferable. (laughs) My favorite is the one where it has the soul leaving a body. And it says the anarchism leaving and Ancom's body when they <laughs> someone own property. <laughs> it's it's classic. And you guys know, man, like I'm not I don't have a problem with the left anarchists anymore. Like I, I'm friends with everybody, but you people have lost your fucking mind. It's gotta <laughs> it's gotta fit one tiny little box and if it feels like, you know, it's like, hey, you know, you got like let's say you're looking for you're you're looking to date like a Victoria's Secret model, right? Who's like what, a ten out of ten? And a, and a woman who's like six out of ten has a fucking job, wants to suck your dick, and wants to spend some time with you. You're like, no, no, she's not gonna cut it. That's not what I really want. Okay, go jerk off in the corner then, you fucking loser. I mean, <laughs> seriously, like you're a four out of ten to begin with. You're lucky that anybody wants to fuck. It's the same goddamn thing. Nobody knows when to put their bullshit aside and actually put something together, and it's fucking infuriating. And that's why I think this whole thing is bullshit. It's all a grift because when the chips are down, nobody does nothing. Nobody does nothing. I know that that's not it's appropriate English. You go fuck yourself. How about what that? happened though? Like, how did it get to this point? That's what I want to know. Because, like, I mean, back in the day, people used to beat the shit out of each other, right? Like, they fought no- Pinkertons. They literally shot at Pinkertons, and they had to bring the National Guard in. Okay. There were what, look up the black the Battle of Blair Mountain, okay. Look up, look, I mean, literally, labor movements went to war with the employer and the state, and now everybody just sucks each other's dicks while they don't give you cola adjustments on your fucking pay, and then they tell you to get back to work, and we offer you more overtime, but there will be no raise, and your health care is going to cost more next year. Fuck you and your mother. How do you like that? It's 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 a total grift. It's a ripoff. And you're all fucking clowns for thinking that they're going to make... We all know... I hate to say it again. We all know what's going to fix this. We can't say it. We all know what the solution to this problem is, don't we? We do. But we can't say it because we'll violate the terms of service agreement. But we know what it is. Um, Angel, what do you think about this? Are you going to unionize over there? What are you doing? 
I was just reading this article, um, and it's uh, by the Public Domain Review, and it's titled The Captain Killed. Over 270,000 photographs commissioned by the U.S. Farm Security Administration to document the Great Depression, more than a third were killed. Um, I don't know what that means, but um, I just clicked on it and I was going to uh, scroll through it. But yeah, apparently, um, maybe they mean killed the photographs. I'm not really sure. <laughs> don't know. Or the people. <laughs> or the people. I, I don't know. It, it just, um, it, I was like, hmm, photographs from the Great Depression. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Could anybody actually define, how about this? Maybe they killed the farms. I don't know. It could be. Maybe they killed the economy. Oh, yeah. Uh, <sighs> Can anybody really define, in your opinion, what the working class is? What are the definitions of working class? I have a few, okay? Most of it have to deal with what? Starting at the bottom with no entry. Look, call entry level. Unskilled labor, right? Um, hourly labor, right? Low-paid unskilled hourly labor, right? Mm -hmm. um, lower management, middle management, up to including upper management, can also include... Uh, high school, GED, high school dropout, some college associates and a bachelor's degree usually qualifies you. Most of the, the what the economics if people fixate on is like you, how much you make a year. So apparently that's between forty two and forty five thousand dollars a year. Pre or post taxes? Um, before Uncle Sugar. So up to 45K, you're still considered part of the club, but once you cross that, but it also depends on other people's definition. Again, I'm not mad at any of the listeners or anybody, and I have no beef with Ray. We were just having a conversation, but here's the thing. Everybody has a different definition of working class. Ask, ask the average warehouse worker, again, going back to our roots, what defines his work? Would you, would you count somebody who has a master's degree to be working class? Most would say no. Why? Because that degree generally opens more opportunities to make more money for that individual, correct? But what if they don't make that much? What if they are still below $45,000 a year on the high end? Do they, are they still working class? Do they have to be manual labor? Can they work at a desk? There's plenty of people that work at a desk that make fuck all nothing, okay? Smart people, okay? Average folks, above average, whatever. This is you see. Do you see the point I'm trying to make here? First of all, there's no unified idea. Like, mm. if you work for a living with your hands, that's usually a clear indicator that you're a member of the working class, right? The next, you don't have money working for you. Good point. So yeah, you don't you don't make a lot of money. You 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 do manual physical labor, right? But I mean, there like I said, there's plenty of people who don't make a lot that work at desks. Right. There's a lot mm -hmm. of people who do desk jobs, data entry where they're paying you fourteen fifty an hour or whatever the fuck it is that you're not making a lot of money. But there's no unified definition. It used to be that went prior to the last 50 or 60 years. It was a, there were clear indicators. Right. You're a union worker. You work in the mines. You work, uh, you know, you're a coal miner. You're whatever kind of miner that you are. You're a manual truck, labor. Manual labor. You're a truck driver. You're unskilled labor. Right. Those things usually would be counted in the realm. And then, of course, you know, that gets the tiebreaker would be how much you make, because some truck drivers do make good money. That's a very, very profitable career and in demand one, I might add. 
Yeah, but you still have to work. Like you, you still got to work. Show up. You have to drive the route. You have to follow the rules. You have to fill out the fucking log. Follow the process. The paperwork. It's not just like I'm just driving. There's so much shit that goes into it, and they deserve yeah. to be paid well. No, I don't disagree at all. And like Christopher said, the day that they stop working, um, or you know, like everything comes to a standstill because guess what? Like they bring everything that you enjoy is usually brought in by a truck. So, um. What happened to Christopher? Look at his face. He's frozen in that face. What the fuck happened? I don't know what happened. I we, don't know. Maybe we, he got disconnected. We lost Christopher, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, he, can, checked out. he checked can we out. Hear him? Station. Can, he, can he hear us? No, I don't think so. I think we got. he's got to come back. So Yeah, we'll wait. It's fine. Um, but yeah, that's... Oh, and by the way, it was killing the photographs. They, he pun- The person punched holes in the, um, the negative. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I was erring on the side of caution saying that the people got killed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But um, so, yeah, so that's just my, you know, think about it. Anybody wants to write to the show, let me know what you guys think about what it defines someone as being part of the working class. And therefore, can this truck business north of the border and hopefully at the Super Bowl, would this be considered a working class movement? I mean, why do you think or why do you not think it's not a working class movement? And again, if it isn't a working class movement, shouldn't somebody at least try to organize these people so that they have an even more powerful uh, method of, you know, whatever it is that they want to accomplish? And what they want to accomplish is an end of the fucking, uh, what is it, the cross-border vaccine mandate where you can't go in and out of the country delivering unless you got the bump? I mean that kind of, that that kind of suck. I mean all that shit's going away. By the way, I don't know if anybody noticed that, but they're quitting the shit real fast. Are they not, Brian? Are they I, not? I mean, I I've only read what you guys have been sending, but like it's kind of unnerving. It's like, is this just the tide going out before the fucking tsunami comes in, or what? Like it, it just feels like a trap. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, it's over. Like we're just gonna. Go back to normal again. Like, no, don't ask any questions. You don't have to. It's okay. Like, we need you to get back to work because we're about to go to war. <laughs> so, if you wouldn't mind not taking any more time off and not being afraid, tell you what, you don't have to wear a mask. Speaking of which, so this is um uh this is a new uh, development here. So this is from the uh the uh, power brokers uh, over at uh, MSN, powered by Microsoft News. Uh, This is an abrupt end to mask mandates reflects a shifting political landscape. As the coronavirus pandemic enters its third year, New New Jersey communist governor Phil Murphy, a sorry excuse for an Irishman, is acutely aware that his state's residents are increasingly desperate for their old lives in New Jersey. Not good. (laughs) Worried, (laughs) Worried about their children's schooling and exasperated by masks and other restrictions quote there's no question whether it was last year's election whether it was getting a sense of the pulse of the state people are frustrated they are they are fatigued said murphy who nearly lost his re-election bid last november said in an interview wow a near defeat ain't nothing like almost losing your grift to get you to give in a little bit so you can keep on grifting um, there's learning loss in our kids, mental health and stress among ki- kids and adults. Folks, folks are yearning for some sense of normalcy and count me, by the way, among them. Sure. 
Sure, whatever you say, uh, Mr. Murphy. That's the backdrop as Murphy, long one of the nation's most aggressive governors on health restrictions, announced this week that he was lifting New Jersey's school mask mandate, one of a slew of Democratic governors to do so, as polls suggest voters are weary of restrictions and last November's elections highlight Democrats' vulnerability on the pandemic. State officials say the decisions are driven by data showing that the worst of the Omicron surge, the Decepticon, or whatever, the latest flavor has passed, but acknowledge that they must also weigh a weary public's tolerance pandemic life. Even as the Biden administration continues to recommend mask requirements, many of the biggest states led by communists are abruptly taking a different tact. California, Oregon, Delaware, and Connecticut joined New Jersey in announcing a partial end to mask mandates Monday. Governors of Rhode Island and Massachusetts also uh, announced plans Wednesday to end school mask mandates, while the executives of New York and Illinois said they would scrap mask requirements for businesses but are still reviewing schools. Washington. Is this because it's a fucking like midterm year or something? Like what's going on? Yes, Brian, that's exactly <laughs> You really think they want to end it? No, they want to keep the job. Come on, man. Holy shit. Come on, man. Yeah. Um, go- uh, Connecticut Governor Ned Lamont sounds like a porn star's name. Uh, hi, I'm Ned Lamont. Anyway, said residents now have the tools to keep themselves safe and caution that you are not going to get an all-clear sign. Uh, Ned, trust me, we were never going to ax you for one anyway. We Most of us have continued to do whatever we wanted to do. Mm-hmm. At a news conference announcing the end to the, a universal mask, indoor mask mandate Friday, Delaware. I keep forgetting Delaware is actually in a, like a, a state. Governor John Carney said, it's like 15 people and a bunch of credit card companies, said that a leader without followers is not very effective leadership. It doesn't matter. You're still in charge. Nobody thinks you're good at anything. Trust me. So somehow you have to strike the balance there to keep people following you. Do you see that? He's not your representative. He doesn't work for you. He's your leader, and he needs you to follow him. This is evidence right here, but you people will keep doing whatever you want. This adds up to a pivotal moment in the politics of the pandemic. From the outset, Democrats urged public health restrictions while Republicans largely rejected them, despite the science showing they would save lives, which on this show, we also demonstrated that that was false. The science was not in their favor. Okay, The media was. Okay, But now, with many Americans vaccinated, the public deeply impatient, and the current surge fading, many Democrats are concluding that the time for aggressive statewide measures has passed and are unwilling to risk further electoral backlash. There it is. <laughs> that was the nugget of truth that you were looking for. It ain't about the science. It ain't about safety. It ain't about any of those things. It's, it's all PR. It's all fucking bullshit. That's right. I want to keep my job and I don't I to work in a regular... fucking hate it here, dude. It sucks. <laughs> but we do encourage you all... You- to continue to enjoy Arby's, um, who is not a sponsor. <laughs> um, so what I else? I love the uh, the nihilist Arby's where he says, um, you know, you're like I, I'm paraphrasing, but it's something like, you know, your your life um, sucks. Your your um, supply of gin and meth are like <laughs> depleting every day. So why not 
stop at Arby's on your way to the bridge meeting on your way to yourself because you may change your mind after you eat the Arby's. So that's just, uh, that was a very hopeful statement I'm for me. So after that orange shake, man. <laughs> right, ladies and gentlemen, this is what we're going to do right now. I, I'm For the moment, we're going to read some of the latest tweets from our favorite account. <laughs> Let me allow me to restore your hope in nothingness. <clears throat> this is from January 17th. If the past 100 years have taught us anything, it's that dreams are completely useless. Enjoy MLK Day from Arby's. <laughs> January, <laughs> January 14th. This is the one. Okay. <laughs> New Year, same you. Same son that doesn't respect you. Same dead hobo in the crawl space. <laughs> same ex that can't stop making fun of your genitals and calling the cops on you. Same dwindling stockpile of meth and gin. Why not stop off at Arby's on your way to the bridge? Enjoy Arby's. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's um. And then the one under. <laughs> hey Wendy's, go fuck yourself. <laughs> you all you want, but your logo will still always be a ginger, and you'll always be a. <laughs> Please continue to enjoy Arby's. Yes. How about this one, ladies and gentlemen? New Happy New Year. Here we go. How's your new life working out for you? New Year. Ah, still reaching for the gin and meth. Good on you. <laughs> Nothing matters. Love your deterioration. Does uh, Tim Dillon run this fucking account? <laughs> uh, this one is from New Year's Eve. As one oh. year dies the slow death of an unloved fly covered in grandparent and a new year is born, it's tempting to think of it as a new beginning, but it's just another lone step in the relentless march towards death. No one will love you tomorrow either. Please continue to enjoy Arby's. <laughs> These next two. So we have a vodka now. It pairs well with the sh with shame and is best consumed in the early mornings while walking into the sea, driving around in tears while pouring into a gunshot wound to cauterize it. Enjoy Arby's. Hey kids, do you care about sandwiches? I don't either. <laughs> I wish someone would come into this cubicle and shoot me in the back of the head. Please continue to enjoy Arby's. I it, it this this oh, fuck. fills me with joy that I can't really describe. <laughs> did you, well, did you see that? Which what? one? The, go fuck yourself, Sunny D. We <laughs> enjoy Arby's. This, do you did you see the Amazon customer service thing though, where like the person was messaging the customer service rep and they're like, "How are you feeling today?" And the person responds like, ah, actually, I'm pretty depressed, LMAO. And then, like, they literally, the next thing is, like, a corporate message where it's like, we're sorry for the inconvenience. Like, this will never happen again, blah, blah, blah. This is so-and-so's manager. And it's like, someone was like, oh, man, they fucking shot him at his desk. Dude. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Gosh, that's funny. So how about this one? Make no mistake. Our days here are numbered. And when it comes, to, and when it comes calling, you should pray to your non-existent God for a quick death. Please continue to enjoy Arby's. You're hungover, and she's not coming back. It's probably the <laughs> it's probably the roughest morning in the history of September 11th. So why not fly into Arby's and enjoy a clandestine controlled de detonation of your hunger while surrounded by virgins? Eat Arby's, never forget the horsey sauce. <laughs> oh, fuck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 
my god. It's <laughs> a clandestine detonation if you're not good. <laughs> oh man. One <laughs> on Christmas. Hey, Jesus died or was born or some shit today. Huh? But that's not important. Here's what's important. Literally nothing. Huff glue yeah. and fuck your neighbor and never look back. Like, that shit's forever. Please eat Arby's. Yes. <laughs> I just watched I just watched They Live the other day or like a week ago or something. And it's like this is just all the advertising you see, like when you put the glasses on. But it's like I I honestly think it would be better if corporations advertised like this. Like why why even bother with all the fake mat like bullshit? It's so funny because like they should like whoever runs this account should <laughs> other like you know <laughs> like fast food places and then like Oreo well, did like a um <clears throat> I don't know like a, a marketing event and they're like something new is coming come back at 10 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow to find out what it is and so <laughs> Nihilus Arby's retweets it and says nothing matters Oreos tomorrow some of your followers will be dead and the one <laughs> alive won't care nothing matters eat Arby's. <laughs> You know that they found the dude who runs that page. Like Arby's was put into a tough spot. Like not the nihilist one that we all love, but the actual one that we had. <laughs> the actual Arby's. Uh, the one I love Arby's, by the way, and not just because nihilist Arby's. What did they do? This. So they were like, we didn't know what to do because, like, <laughs> we're gonna look like jerks if we go after him. So they invited him to their corporate headquarters and gave him a bunch of sandwiches and had and like had like like. Somebody brought their puppy in so he could pet the dog and got he, apparently he's a punk rocker who now works in marketing someplace like he's a punk rocker from Chicago, Illinois, and it, it, they just leave him alone. They just have this uneasy truce where like, listen, he's going to run with it and people think it's funny. And, you know, people are still fucking going to Arby's, dude, like it's working. <laughs> right here. This one from Columbus Day, and he says, "This Columbus Day, we're gonna roll the fucking McDonald's across town and just claim it for Arby's." Please continue eating Arby's. <laughs> like it's just the most random, like funny uh, shit. Like I love it. It's um, <laughs> it's one of those few uh, areas of positivity. If you're having a bad day, go check out a nihilist Arby's. And like Paul and I finish <laughs> messages to each other now, and I've done it with Brian. I'm like, just please continue to enjoy Arby's. I yeah, see somebody do it. You know. It'll be our it'll be our secret, right? When somebody says that, like, "Hey, Chris G, don't forget, please enjoy Arby's." And Chris will be like, "I fucking hey, man, I know what I know what you're saying, man." Is this our Alice's restaurant? Is that what's happening? I guess so. I'm going to continue to do it. It doesn't sound as good, like you know. By the way, we're going to have um, well, we're going to have a vlog series come, but it doesn't sound as good as like, "Hey, man, please continue to enjoy McDonald's." It just doesn't have the same punch like uh, the two syllables i think that's a big part of it that's a good point but like please continue to enjoy wendy's I'm, I'm not so sure you know i'm not so sure they got rid of the salad bar though only the real old school motherfuckers know that they had one and you know me i'm a salad bar kind of guy they got rid of it it's no good um i don't have anything else to talk about today i think we've had our fun <laughs> what about what about the books got flushed in the white house and fucking oh oh, oh yeah you're right i'm sorry uh, so Comrade Trump still finds ways to get himself in trouble. So this book alleges that uh, flushed papers were found clogging the Trump White House toilets. 
While President Trump was in office, staff in the White House residence periodically discovered wads of printed paper clogging a toilet and believed the president had flushed pieces of paper. Maggie Haberman scoops in her forthcoming book, Confidence Man. Why it matters. The revelation by Haberman, whose coverage as the New York Times White House correspondent was followed obsessively by Trump, adds a vivid new dimension to his lapses in preserving government documents. Axios has provided an exclusive first look at some of the reporting. Trump has told people since leaving office that he has remained in contact with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un, who lo- whose love letters, as Trump once called them, were among the documents the National Archives retrieved from Mar-a-Lago. The news of the White House toilet flushing comes as the National Archives has reportedly asked the Biden Justice Department to examine Trump's handling of White House records amid the congressional investigation into the January 6th attempted overthrow of the federal government in the U.S. Capitol. The Washington Post reports the National Archives off officials suspect Trump has possibly violated law, no, concerning the handling of government documents. The National Archives later retrieved 15 boxes from Mar-a-Lago. While in office, the former president blithely flouted the Presidential Records Act, which required him to preserve written communications concerning official duties. Trump routinely tore up documents after leaving office, uh, brought substantial written materials back to Mar-a-Lago. Trump's spokesman did not respond to requests for comment about the plumbing matter. <laughs> um, the publisher says it traces Trump's early life in New York and his decades of interactions with prosecutors, then follows him through four years of the White House and onto his post-presidential life in Palm Beach. This book is the book Trump fears the most, apparently. Among Trump aides, Haberman's book has that been... That dude don't scare... He ain't afraid of nothing. He don't care. Why should he be? Uh, he went to Jeffrey Epstein's Island. Right. Um, there's not... Please. Uh, Haberman's book has been the most discussed of the bookshelf of books from reporters who covered Trump's campaign and the White House. Um, so, yeah. So, flushing official documents down the White House toilet, and you had to pay for you know, the guy to come out. I wonder how much that plumbing call costs. Can you imagine, like, you know, he gets on the phone. You're like, well, he wouldn't even call. No, he'd have somebody else call. Like, how much that plumbing call must be? They like, probably just have a maintenance guy on staff that takes care of Yeah, them. you're right. It's not like they're going to contract that out. They probably have somebody who's making more than you'll ever fucking see go in there. And, and plus... No, it's probably just one of the Marines they have fucking guard in that place. They're like, ah, nah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> You're on a fucking working party, dude. <laughs> <laughs> he uses bayonet from his rifle. Oh, um. <laughs> they got a dude out back burning shitters like in the Gulf War, like fucking dude. diesel fuel and fucking just stirring that shit. <laughs> dude, that's one of the images. <laughs> fucking jarhead that still sticks with me yeah, dude. i left you something not too hard not too soft and they're burning shit in the desert oh oh man i hope i hope you guys had fun whoever went over there um i don't have anything else anybody have anything else angel you have anything else before we wrap it up no we want more quiz time soon yeah we'll see about that i'll go ahead <laughs> we'll talk to the union <laughs> christopher's done with quiz time i like quiz time i learned a lot oh good Good, I'm glad. Uh, Christopher, do you have anything? All right. No news, no updates. How about you there, uh, uh, Brian? You okay? Oh, shit. Yeah, sorry. Uh, 
Were you yawning? Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I've been super fucking tired lately. I don't know why. I don't really do a whole lot, but no, I, <laughs> I've been all the time. I, I feel you, man. Yeah. It's I. Mm. <laughs> That's my secret captain. No, uh, I'd say I've been reading that, uh, the forgotten soldier book, highly recommend it. If you want, if you want to feel even more terrible about your fucking life, you should read that fucking book, dude. Uh, holy shit. Yeah. like amazing book by guys. Yeah. Just like our like so much horrible shit, and then it's like, oh, I'm only like a third of the way through this, and it's like this probably isn't even like the main part of what he's gonna talk about, and then it just keeps getting worse, and it's just like, oh fuck, man, like how do people, how are they so resilient? Like how do people handle this shit? Dude, wait till you get to the evacuation of the Mimo River area where these fucking guys, like the Red Army, is just fucking beating the shit out of them the red air force is strafing them while they're waiting to get on boats yeah no they're sinking the ferries and like there are people swimming across the river and they're shooting i literally just got to that part today oh it's yeah awful and the only it was like right after they were sitting in a hole and like a million russians are just marching out like yeah doing their fucking battle cry and there's like 10 guys in a fucking trench just like all right like I guess we better leave. And then they're like lieutenant or whatever. It's like, nah, dude, like you're not fucking going anywhere. But yeah, it's whack. Well, enjoy it. I enjoy it. And I hope other people download it. Uh, I don't have anything else. Uh, shout out to Agoras Nexus, the premier sponsor of these guys in that podcast. IPA, Ipain Akron, where all accidents are happy accidents. Uh, Team Mandalore, who keeps cycling very weird. And of course, Ray Faba, uh, fine art and design from the Great Lakes. And finally, last but never least, Todd's Gay Soap from Akron Apothecary. Ladies and gentlemen, Valentine's Day is rapidly approaching. While that date might pass you by, you're going to regret not shopping at Todd's Gay Soap. To keep yourself nice and clean for that special someone, when you go in for the win, you want to fucking dredge out that dung ditch. You want to probably put your mouth on some appendages and have a good time on Valentine's Day. That moment is past. However, spring is approaching, and let's spring into action with a clean ass for my friend Todd and his Gay Soap because Todd's Gay Soap is... Thank you. Thank you very much, everybody. I hope you have a great week. Use guys in that gmail.com and use guys pod across all platforms. See you later. Bye.